friends, today is an activation service. Somebody say amen. amen. Lift up your hands and say, I'm going to be activated in this service this morning. Let's pray all over the place. Say, I'm going into a mode of activation of everything that God has called me for, what he has anointed me for, what he has gifted me for. It's a time of activation. Marco that in this place today you will go home fully activated. The power, the grace, the unction, the anointing, everything that you need, the resources. Come on, let's pray for that. Say, I am being activated today. We worship you, Father. It's a day of activation by your spirit. That which man cannot do, that which our physical strength. Let me hear you say today. I will hear and I will receive. My body will conform. Everything in me will conform. My environment will conform to the world. I will be who he has made me to be. I will take the name that he has called me. And I will manifest the fullness of his glory. Now those who believe that will put their hands together for Jesus this morning. Let's worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. Amen and amen. You may take your seat, the Lord. Thank you, choir. Amen and amen. Let's say to them this morning as we look into the glorious gospel of our salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. It's amazing, friends. It's amazing that we are people of destiny. And I spent an hour this morning trying to explain to that for those who are here. Once a man starts to understand that you are an answer, things start to change. Somebody say amen. Once you start to understand that you are what? An answer. I just made a post now before I came out here on Facebook. Did you notice that the best coaches in the world, you know where you find them? You know where you find the best players in the world? Those who know how to convert every play to a goal. Huh? You know where you find them? Huh? Somebody knows? Those who, those who know how to win every match. Huh? It's the analyst. Guess what? They never play. They are playing the football match in Stamford. The man is in his parlor drinking beer. But he knows the best goals. He will tell you that if he had used his right leg instead of the left, it would be a goal. But look here. This is the truth. Generation to generation. Those people, you will never hear their name in the, in the field of play. The people you hear their name are those who are in the pitch. There are those who watch, complain, and criticize. And there are those who make things happen. Somebody say loud, amen. You and I belong to this last group. That's where God has called us into. There are men, the best pastors, they never pastor. Those who will tell you how to build the perfect churches where everything is perfect. They never pastor. They never pastor. They will never. Because once you, I used to say to somebody, I said, if you think you can do it, just take five people and try to pastor them for like two months. Then we'll check your doctrine. <laughs> Listen, friends, you and I are called out for a purpose. Somebody say aloud, amen. And I've said this over and over right from the beginning. 
that God is bringing you on to a journey. Now, so if you are coming here, you have to be open to understand what the reality of that journey is. We don't come here for the sake of hearing. We come here that we are being translated from our native origin to our divine origin. That God will put us, put us away from just being mere humans to living and walking in our divine identity. Somebody say that is me. Somebody say that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. We're supposed to migrate from Adam to Christ, from darkness to life. We're supposed to move away from death to life, from darkness to light. The Bible says that He has delivered us completely, totally, absolutely from the kingdom of darkness. Not only that, but He has translated us over to the kingdom of the Son that He loves. And this, if a man comes in Christ, that man's life ought to totally transform. Somebody say aloud, Amen. Amen. Look up here. Let me say this to you. And I share this this morning. There's a difference from trying to use the revelation of Christ to get to where you want to go to. Trying to use the revelation of Christ to get to where you want to get to. It's not that God will be upset. But it's a different thing when you allow that revelation to give you a new life and a new identity. Two different things. When you allow the light of Christ to redefine minister to a lot of people and I see life's not changed because they are still holding on to things where they are coming from. But it's a different thing when this glorious gospel transforms your life completely. And now your life forms in line with the divine origin that God had before you came here. Somebody say very loud, Amen. How many of you recall what we shared last Sunday? Were the people of destiny? Is that true? Did I show you that in the scripture? And what are we here to do? We are here to fulfill the plan of uh, God. Amen. And so I'll continue to build from last Sunday. Today, let's talk about manifesting heaven, Jesus style. Somebody say amen. Let me hear you say manifesting heaven, Jesus style. Jesus style. We want to see how he did. Let me begin by saying a few things. Number one, you know that Jesus is our example. You know that Jesus is our model. God became a man. God the Father became a son to show us how we sons ought to operate and to relate with the Father. This is what confuses men. They don't understand. Jesus is not the Peking of God. I hope I've said that before. Peking, somebody you gave birth to. No. Jesus is another expression of the Father. Right? It's not Peking. It's not you give birth to. It's not a son of God like you give birth to a son. No, he's another representation, another face. Let me put it this way. Another face of the father. And why did God do that? To show you and I how we ought to live and operate. Praise God. Is that, is that clear enough? So it's like your son going to school. Hmm? Even though you are, he's having challenges going to school. But you now, an elderly person, decide to wear your son's uniform and go to school so that your son will see how school is supposed to be done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, don't get confused about Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Don't, don't, don't get confused. Because God is allowing us to simplify things so that it will become practical. Right? That's the whole thing. For example, there are Muslims who tell you that, how can Jesus have a son? How can God have a son since he didn't have a wife? 
You know what they are thinking? They are thinking picking. Total ignorance. No, Jesus is not the picking or born of God. No, he is an, a representation. Don't forget, like another face of the Father. Practicals. Thank you, man. A practical, I love that. A practical demonstration of God. For the Bible says that no one has seen God except that that who has been with the bosom of the Father. And the Bible says he has come to show to us who God is like, what God really is like. So when we look at Christ, we see number one. Don't forget this. We see us and then we see God. Does that make sense? And so Jesus is our model. Jesus is our example. And what are the things he did, for example? He showed us how to be both man and God. Jesus came to show us how to be both man and be God all at the same time. He was the man God or the God man, as you will say. He came. If he's our model, is that what you're supposed to be? Church, is that what you're supposed to be? Good. Don't forget, when you come here, the message we preach here is designed for sons. Don't always forget that. Don't always forget that. You as, if Jesus, we all agreed now that Jesus is our model. If Jesus is our model and he was a God man, is that what we're supposed to be? We're supposed to be man that is God and God that is man. I'm talking about you. You are the one I'm talking about. Praise God. Praise God. So, in that model, he came to show us how to be both man and God. Don't forget that. Don't forget. He didn't take us to heaven, but he came down here to show us how to operate here as both man and both God. Now, secondly, what is the second thing we learn? He, has, he came to show us how to live both on earth while operating in heaven. Because the things Jesus said, the wisdom he brought forth was not the wisdom of man. It was not the wisdom of religion. It was wisdom that came from heaven. That's what Jesus brought. So, for example, he came and he says, I and the Father, we are one. And then the religious people got very offended. Very angry. It's like the same thing today. If I say my Father and, my, and I, we are one. Who does it offend? Does it offend God? That's what God wants me to say. But who does it offend? Religious people. They say, are you saying you are God? Look up here. They are thinking equality. We are not thinking equality. We are not equal with God, but we are one with him. Does that make sense? Whenever they say that they are thinking, oh, are you not saying you are equal to God? Because he's flesh. He doesn't understand what you're saying. Somebody say loud, amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. He has made us one. So, don't forget, number one, he has made us to live in that balance of being both man and both God. And nobody is outside of this. This is, look up here, this is not a special favor for some few people. Like we were taught in church back in the day. Some people gave you an, an idea that they are more special to God than you. You know, me and God, we are cool, but you, you belong to the other side. Right? I'm the one, I'm the chosen one. All of us are choosing. Somebody say very loud, amen. Let me hear you say, I'm choosing. I'm choosing of God. He has also called us. All of us. Everybody's called. And by the time the believers realize this, you'll see a new light on the globe. When men realize how called and chosen we are. It's not that we will gather to go and follow one man. No. Everybody will shine their own light everywhere. Somebody say, very loud, amen. How many of you know that there are places you will shine that I can never be, will never be able to shine? You know that, right? Yeah. And so God is waiting for your light to come up in that area. 
so that you shine your shine, I shine my shine. All of us got an assignment shine everywhere. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So first thing, don't forget, he showed us to live as man and God. He showed us how to be here and operate in heaven. So the wisdom Jesus operated, I will show you now, is the wisdom of heaven, not the wisdom of man. Don't forget, this is why the scripture says, do not conform, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not conform or do not try to be like them, right? He said, rather, allow God, New Living Translation, allow God to change you into a new person by changing the way you think. When you go to say, do not conform, what he's saying is that, don't conform to their ideals, their principles, and their ways. It will make sense why Jesus will say, even though you are in the world, but you are not of the world. When that world there is not the cosmos, it's not the physical world. He's talking about the system of the world. You are not like them. Because even though we are here, our wisdom comes from heaven. Is this reaching anybody this morning? Alright, we are getting somewhere. Somebody say a loud amen. Now, so, how do we do that? So, we are here physically. I've taught this that the other previous Sundays. But our consciousness, our mind, our awareness works from heaven. And I'll give you an example. Next, next thing I want to show is that he also showed us how to live the supernatural life. When you hear super, super means on top of natural, right? Something greater than the natural. Think about that. Supernatural life is for every believer. Hmm? It's just that you never believe them. You don't agree. And don't forget, whatever is still impossible is what your men have not allowed. I'll say that one more time. Whatever is impossible is what your mind has not allowed. The supernatural life is for every believer. The reason when we say this, it shocks people is because that's not what we're told. We're told the supernatural life is for the chosen few, the bishop, the anointed man, the prophet of all prophets, the Reverend Dr. Bishop Evangelist. Ozims, Ozims. <laughs> Yeah, those ones are no and this is why the believer today see has to depend on someone else anointing someone else grace and stuff no all of us have the same father somebody say a very loud amen and the best part of it he has filled all of us with the same spirit the holy ghost you have you're older than me dog but your own holy ghost is not older than my own <laughs> Say, you know, you know, Doc is older. Let's give him a senior one and then give passage. You know, oh, man, I have a male one, or you have the female one. No, 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 no. And, and look up here, look up here. That's why I said, okay, most of the solutions the world is trying to solve, the answer is in the gospel. Let me give you an example gender inequality. They are saying all that nonsense, they are fighting, doing all that stuff. No, but once you start to realize that the same God that lives in me is the same God that lives in you. That's the end of gender inequality. Now the Bible now says, you know the way the Bible puts it? It says, in Christ, there's neither male nor female. Simple. See, when we say that the answers are in the gospel, I'm not saying it because I preach the gospel. Because it's true. But look at the fight all over the place. Now, and look at this. Because men have brought their spirit into it, it's causing more problems than bringing answers. Because they have brought their spirit into them. Somebody's talking, I said, which gender, what, what are you even talking about? My, the scripture, the gospel that I preach simply says, in Christ, there's neither male nor female. In fact, did you know that when the Bible says sons, it's talking about everybody. There's no gender. I was in one of those useless conferences. That they, they, they hold them at expensive places. And this ignorant girl was 
seated on the high table talking about did you know that the bible is sexist said did you know the bible is sexist did you know that that he was mentioned 200 and something time son was mentioned this amount of time in the bible and she was mentioned see and that's what people hear then remember they don't think they presume that the girl knows what she's talking about she's even more ignorant than them but that's what they take home the gospel makes us wise friends jesus makes us wise you don't talk like anybody you don't sound like them when they talk of darkness you talk of light that's what comes out of the gospel which which equality they're talking about when the bible says son he's talking about both in fact it's the other translations because of all these stories they now started saying sons and daughters god calls nobody daughter everybody says son the example if it was so be so we're supposed to have male jesus and female jesus but he gave us a son that all of us become what sons let me hear you say i'm a son come on loud i'm a son let's celebrate jesus for that amen 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 amen, amen. And when we raise our children with this understanding, nobody turns them, nobody messes with them. You can't tell her, don't do this because you're a female. Who born you? Praise God. Who you be? Ndabuski. Ndabuski. Who, who born you? Where you come from? <laughs> Look up here. They grow up with divine confidence because they know their place in Christ. No, nobody messes with them. Now, but because, and this is why this is coming on, friends, we've got to shine our light. So that when you start to talk about gender equality, you don't talk about the one that breaks families. You brought the, the one that unites them together. Praise God. Because, don't forget, it's the same spirit of Christ in you that you bring, even when you talk about these things. Now, I may not be up there to talk about that, but you may have the platforms to talk about that. But when you come up with programs or solutions about gender equality, you are coming up from the fact of what the scripture says in christ there's neither male nor female praise god does that make sense let me hear you say i'm shining my light come on louder i'm shining my light and so it is in the name of jesus now the other thing that jesus showed is how to live above earthly limitations he showed us how to live above earthly limitations number three he to how to live above earthly limitations you and i know that this physical world is full of limitations I don't have to explain that to you. You have sometimes don't show you paper self. This physical cosmos is full of limitations. There are many things that are limited. How many of you have wanted to do something so good, but you didn't have the money to do it? Anybody like that? Oh, yeah, I can even raise my two hands and my leg. Always wanting to solve everybody's problems. You know, but the bank account. And don't worry, we'll continue to grow in the name of Jesus. For money is good in our hands. In our hands, money will heal. In our hands, money will save lives. In our hands, money will open door for the gospel. Praise God. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus for that. Amen. 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 Don't let religion confuse you to tell you that money is evil. The Bible never said that. Right? Money simply amplifies what is in a man. If it is the love of the God in your heart, money will amplify that. Is that true? And so don't, don't be afraid to talk about money, friends, because we know what we want to use it for. Hmm? We know what we want to use it for. So money is good in our hand. Don't ever return that idea in your mind. There's something wrong about money. That is how to keep a generation poor. 
tell them that just like what's happening now what is supposed to save humanity is the gospel of grace that we preach but now the enemy makes it look like is the problem so when you say grace don't want to run away it's the same thing money has power and it can equip you to do many things so when they start to say if you talk about what it looks like you are being worldly uh, but you are still here <laughs> you are being worldly you are being you are being flesh <laughs> it's not true say, say let me let me hear you say in my hands money will do good let me hear you say that now let, let's turn that into a prayer say in my hand money will heal the sick money will build the hospitals let's say that over and over let's turn that into a prayer all over this place say my money will provide for those who lack money will restore life to people educate people build new homes restore the dignity of men thank you precious father and as we have prayed so it is in the name of jesus i told you that today is an activation service all right so let's look at uh, luke chapter 9 number verse number 10 let's let's see let's see example of how jesus manifested the heaven so remember we're discussing the manifestation of jesus manifesting the heaven jesus style so let's look at his style so months later the apostles returned from their ministry tour and and told jesus all the wonders and miracles somebody say wonders and miracles now they had witnessed jesus um you, you you need to move this a little bit because jesus okay wanting to be alone with the 12 quietly slipped away with them towards bethesda okay he quietly went away okay that's cool that's cool leave it there it's cool now all right next line give me the next line and just follow me as i read so but the crowd soon found out about it and they took off after him so jesus wanted a long time with his disciples and this is a practice that jesus developed it's something we need to learn hmm? and i hope i'll get to talk about that that's something there has to be moments in your life when you're in a zone all alone praise god right and i'll talk more about that so but the crowd soon found out about it and took off after him when they caught up with jesus he graciously look at the nature of jesus right even though he wanted to be alone it's a long time notice that huh? he wanted to be alone he wanted to hang out with his disciples notice something specific they came back telling him about the wonders and miracles he didn't go to publish the wonders and miracles he went to be alone praise god there are some certain things you do men will find you they will look for you hmm? they will look for you they will look for you there's a local restaurant here in abuja it's funny when you go to the place it's funny you go there you pick up your plate you clean up the plate you queue in line you go get your food like a small kid in the dormitory hmm? or maybe like a prison person right and the plate is in fact when pastor man saw the plate he was very angry <laughs> you clean your plate you pick up your food you queue you pick up your food and you go and sit down you eat your food and they wrote there no pos no transfer cash huh no everybody you know for my business to work you know i have to have this facebook calm down they don't have a facebook account no twitter account they even wrote there like as if it's everywhere they wrote no pos no cash transfer but from morning to night that place is packed even on saturdays those who don't have sense will say they do juju you know the limitation of the african man i said to them the juju will work if the food tastes like poison like rat poison right the food tastes like rat poison and it's very expensive 
and then me will get sense go there to eat it i will know that something is behind it Have <laughs> but if the food is affordable number one and sweet and appeals to a particular culture and appeals to a particular culture there are people who have left their homes now they are connected back to a certain kind of food they used to eat back then you see the line so if you must eat here you must come with cash no apologies And you have to wash plates too. And the plate is this, uh, Pastor. What is that plate? That is this. <laughs> that iron plate. I kid you not. Yeah, I kid you not. I kid you not. And from morning to night, you see cars parked in that place. All kinds of people. Right? You see what I mean? See. <laughs> ah, let me hear you say, I'm getting more sense. I'm getting more sense. I'm getting more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will open their own, do Twitter account, do advertisement on Facebook, and nobody comes. Those people don't, these people I'm talking about, they don't know what, they don't know these things. I don't think those people know that Facebook exists. Not talk about Twitter, tweet waiting. They, they, they are not aware of that. But there is something they have. And when you do your big man finish, you drive your car, you go and carry your plate. That's your system. And watch it. And the whole place is rough. There's no AC, it's half wall. No AC. Rough place. <laughs> okay. Let me not get too drawn away. But I hope you are getting something. Praise God. There's value that you have. Men will look for you. And that's what is happening here. Even though Jesus wanted to be alone. But look at him. He graciously welcomed them all. And watch this. He taught them more. What did he teach them about? God's kingdom realm. Sir. This is the message. You know, until you understand what God's kingdom read. Even though Jesus was tired, wanted to be alone, but when he came, the Bible said he taught them more. That means he taught them before. He continued to teach them on the same thing over and over. Look up here. I was telling you last Sunday, for those who are still doubting, people are expecting Jesus to come back again. And don't forget that thousands of years, the Jews expected the Messiah to come. They read every Sabbath the Messiah was coming. But when he came, they did not recognize him. Why? Because he came in the form they were not expecting. If you read Matthew 24, where Jesus talked about nations rising against nations, earthquakes, you, those who are ignorant, when they see an earthquake, they say, ah, the world is actually coming to an end. Earthquake have been happening since since 1800s, before even Jesus came. But what did Jesus say? He says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all men, and then the end will come. We have had many gospels, but not the gospel of the kingdom. Men have taught us all kinds of things. They've even used our traditional juju, bring it inside the church to teach us. No, the Bible said he taught them more about God's kingdom. If we preach the message Jesus preached, we get the result that he got. And this is the same message the apostles preached. He said he taught them more about God's kingdom them, and he hid all who were sick. Somebody say very loud, amen. amen. If you need healing in your body, take it now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Next line. Let's go to the next line. Watch this. Watch this next line. And as the day wore on, the twelve came to Jesus. Very good men. They came to Jesus, very concerned, and they said to him, It is getting late. 
you should send the crowds away to the surrounding villages and farms so they get something to eat and find shelter for the night. Is it a good advice? Were they caring? They were caring. It was a good advice. Okay? According to the laws of nature. Don't forget. I told you Jesus came to show us how to live supernatural. That's natural and then natural. According to the laws of nature. This is a perfect advice. It's a caring advice. It's a loving advice. Okay? We can't keep these people here. We don't have food to give them. So send them away. Let them go and get something to eat. And also find shelter. But they forgot that Jesus has another source. Somebody say amen. Remember what I told you? Jesus is our example and our model. And that's what I'm showing you, how he lived both on earth and in heaven. Don't forget. And so, and, and then watch So, uh, there's nothing to eat here in the middle of nowhere. That makes sense because they separated themselves out to somewhere if then the crowds came. Now, let's see what happened next. Next line. Jesus replied. Everybody read with me with the loud voice, mass choir style. Want to go that line? You have the food to feed them. I love the TP translation. You will have the food to feed them. How? Where's the food? It's like somebody looking at you. You're talking about that, well, this country is so bad. Somebody said, but you have the answer to fix the country. Hmm? First of all, you look at yourself. How? <laughs> but don't forget what we're discussing. Manifesting heaven, Jesus style. He looked at them and said, you have food to give them. Now, look up, look, up, look up here. In the natural equation, did they have food? No, they didn't have food. Because he, the other translation says, uh -uh, are we going to, even naturally, even if they had money, remember, they were at an isolated place. Even if they had cash, to go and buy food and transport it for 5,000 people would be a logistic nightmare. So when Jesus, you need to understand what's going on here. So when Jesus said to them, don't, he didn't first say to them, I have the food. He said, but you have the food to give them. When we're in religion, it's the pastor that always have all the answers. If I have all the answers, then what are you doing here? See, if God wanted it that way, he would give only me, the Holy Ghost. And then tell you, follow him. The same salvation I have is the same one that you have. The same blood that set me free. My own blood is not special and your own is maybe cattle blood. It's the same blood of Jesus. Every good leader focuses on raising people. He wanted to raise them up. This was a good place to say, ha ha ha, boys, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're not at this level, you know. You know, you know, let, let, let me talk to my daddy. You guys are wait. Let me, let me talk to my daddy. Because you are second class citizens. No, he looked at her and said, but you have food to give them. He was trying to open their eyes to see beyond every physical limitation. I love the setup of this story. Because everything in the natural was impossible. Even if somebody donated food to transport it to that place, it would have been a very nightmare. And so, you have food to feed them. They replied, Look at okay. <laughs> you see the answer? You say oh, all we have are these five small loaves and bread and two dry fish. Man, man, love fish, man, love fish. 
I, I think it's the I like dry fish though. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think it's this translation that added dry fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In case for them to transport it back and forth, it has to be some form of dry fish. Okay, all right. So and and then, and then Jesus says, "Do you really?" Then they said to him, "Do you really expect us to go and buy food for all these people?" Don't forget they were they had a good mind, but now Jesus is showing them the way that they have not seen so that all their lives they will not be limited to what is only physically possible does that make sense to anybody is this blessing you this morning i pray it does beloved i pray beloved we live in a place that there are many things that needs to be fixed and it's those food with the spirit of god that will have the answer somebody say loud amen and that's why god is desirous to raise sons I just mentioned gender inequality. They are using it to destroy our homes. That's what's going on. In case you don't know. In case you don't know. They are raising women now who believe that men are their problems to conquer. That's the generation that's coming up. You don't know. That's what's going on. So when a woman is working hard, she's working hard to make sure that no man tells me what to do. Women are not told, like we should say, if in Christ there's neither male nor female, we should encourage everybody to develop. Isn't that true? To develop. Why? Because that development is the purpose of God, number one. It's good for me. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. No, but that's not what they are teaching. They are teaching them, have your own money so that no man tells you what to do. That's what's going on. Oh, you don't know? No, go and read them. Oh, you don't see them. <laughs> that's what's going on. The, and they are, what the enemy is trying to destroy is the family heritage that we have. How many of you know that one of the blessings that we enjoy in this part of the world is family? How many of you know that? I have lived in countries where it's not the same. Every man is on his own. Because of the blessing of family, if I have a younger brother who graduated in school, he can pack and move into my house and live as if, as if it is that. Is that true? It's my brother's house. It's my house. He will live there until he finds a job. In fact, I take care of him as if I'm his father. Is that true? Our brother White is an American. So when we finish service, go and ask him how you talk press there. Uh, be, <laughs> Mr. Brian, right? You explain to him how he works there. Yeah. yeah. I remember, while I was at work then, I remember going home at no going to break so i came back to my desk a little late and my co-worker who is a lady was asking me was i said okay no i went to send money to my mom and she asked me why <laughs> i said she needs some money say yeah okay she needs some money okay i said she needed to go to the hospital she asked me don't she have insurance I looked at her and said, I am her insurance. I said, I'm insurance. I said, she has labored for me. And now that I'm here, I am her insurance. She doesn't need to buy any insurance because I represent her insurance. Friends, one of the greatest, the reason some of us don't feel the pain in this country is because of family. And that's what the enemy is trying to destroy. How? Equality. No. No, 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 no. In the eyes of God, as humans, we are all the same. 
But when it comes to capacities, we are not peaceable. And God has never made it to be so. Sir, there is something that you can do far greater than myself. Is that true? All you have to do is to do what you do best. I do what I do, my best. And we cooperate to one another. That's how God wants it. If God wanted equality the way they are looking at it, okay, pregnancy would be four and a half months, four and a half months. The man will carry four and a half months and then transfer it to the woman. The woman will carry four and a half. It, it, that's equality now, right? That should be equality. No, in the wisdom of God, he gave man something else and he gave the woman something else. Both are useless, independent, but when you bring it together, they form a life. That is the wisdom of God, friends. You see, I'm using this example to tell you where the problems are. Before they destroy the country, there has to be light that come out and say, no, gender equality is not a fight, it's cooperation. That's what we're here to do. Somebody say a loud amen. amen. Maybe when those other nations get to their end, they will come back and come and learn from us. Because the light we have is the light of the gospel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus all over this afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go back here. Do you really expect us to go buy food? Now, let, look at what Jesus did. And this is where I want to focus. Next line, please give me the next line. Amen. Look, give me the next line. There are nearly 5,000 men here. Now, TPD added this with women and children besides. So, if you add up the 10,000, it's actually going to be about 10,000. You know, in the gardens, you always have more women and children than men, right? Okay, so, all right. So, he told his disciples, have them sit down in groups of 50. Now, there's a significant with this number, but that's not my message today. So, let's leave it at that. He just told them to sit in groups of 50. Now, has the food come yet? Can I share something with you? If you look at Jesus, did you think he was panicking first? Doesn't he seem like somebody who knew what to do? Very good. That's why I tell people, we have to spend time in soaking in this awareness before the challenge comes. Before the challenge comes. That's why I say people, listen. Ah, don't wait for the problem to come before you start deciding what to do. Because that time is more difficult. Jesus wasn't panicking. Because he, when I read, he said, look at this. He knew, he knew exactly. It wasn't a guesswork. He knew exactly. Before the food came, he said to them, tell them to sit down in groups. Don't tell them to scatter like you were suggesting. My plan is different. Tell them to do what? Sit down. Praise God. Next line. Watch this. And he says to them, after everyone was seated, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish. And this is what I want to show you, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. What did he do with it? Gazing into the heavenly realm, he gave thanks. Have we talked about heavenly realm here? Is that where, where we are seated? Do we have access to the heavenly realm? Praise God. May your eye open in the name of Jesus. This gospel is supposed to transform our lives. Don't try to use it to do something. No, allow the gospel to use you. Because this is a challenge. And this is coming up in my spirit today. I say it over and over. There are people who come. There's something you think life is all about. So you're not trying to use this gospel to get to that life. That's cool. Jesus is not. God not go verse. God will not be upset. But there's something else different when this gospel transforms everything that has to do with me. When it gives me a new life, a new identity, and a new focus. He gazed into the heavenly realm. Now, gazing into, I love this translation because it tells you it's a realm. So what this means is that he looked away from the earth. Remember I told you 
These are two realms, right? He looked away from earth where the problem is and looked into heaven where solution is. Does that make sense? Yes. So he was not physically looking up. No. He was detaching himself from the limitations of this problem and looked to where the answers comes from. Somebody say amen. And look at what he did. The Bible says he gave thanks. That's what I say. When you see light, you too will give thanks. Your thanks may not make sense to the man who have not seen because this was before. It's not that after the food came and then he now started dancing Makosa. No. But he gave thanks. Oh, thank you, Father. Because he can see the heart of God is to feed these people. He can see that God never wants these people to be hungry. And let me tell you, the more we get deep into this, you see how effective you can be. You are not trying to dramatize to anybody, but just holding somebody and thinking about how much God wants this person to be healed. Without saying a word, healing takes place. I'm not saying pastor, I'm saying you, all of you. Just looking at it. What was he thanking God for? For the fact that they have food and watch this. You know the drama that we do. If it is me and you, where, where, where will you start from? Hmm? In fact, after we have complained, we will start from one hour of tongue talking. And this tongue now, the volume, the, the sound will be different. <laughs> the sound, because of the, because the problem, the tongue, <laughs> the tongue will try to sound according to the magnitude of the problem. We will quote all the Bibles in heaven and earth. That time we will call Jehovah all his name, Jehovah Makadesh. We will leave English and go to Hebrew. And I began to say to people, all those things actually lack of faith. Because you are afraid. No, the Bible says he gave thanks. Oh, let me hear you say, I will give thanks. And when you look at your life, it may not look exactly like he has designed or where. But when you look at your life, you lift up your hands and give thanks. Morning and night, you lift up your hands and give thanks. Because you know that he who brought you will keep you. He that lifted you up will continue to lift you up. You give thanks for that situation. Your health is not perfectly as you want it to be. But when you look about, don't forget, in the natural realm, doctors have said this like this. Don't forget. In the natural realm, doctors have said this like this. And don't forget that what they have said is according to the limitation of their knowledge. They are not aware that there is another realm. Praise God. Right? So their expertise, I didn't say don't go, I didn't say don't listen to them. But don't forget, their expertise is according to defined knowledge. So when you have listened to them, they say what they say, it's okay. But then you look into the heavenly realm and you give thanks. For you know that the one who loves you wants you to be well. You know the one that who loves you wants you to be healed. It's never his plan that we go through pains. Pains do happen just because we're living in a broken world. And that's why all of us need to be active too. There are some problems that need physical fixing. They need physical fixing. And if you are sitting down here waiting that one day one Messiah will come, become president and fix everything. Voila. Wake up. Wake up. There are things. Now, which the, whichever way you look at it, he was not concentrated on the problem. He was concentrated on the answer. The Bible said he took that which they have. And I'm going to talk about that now. He took that which they have. Let me ask you this question. Why didn't he just command fishes to fall down from heaven? But trying to make the connection between what is here and what is there. He took what they have first. The little. How much can five loaves
devil fish do among 10,000 people? If you have somebody like Lost doing there, he will eat all of them. <laughs> and still come and say, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor, I want. <laughs> Pastor, they have taken my own. I said, oh, no, give me another one, give me another one. <laughs> Amen, it's my son, I can have him today. Amen. <laughs> uh -uh. Only five uh, bread and two fish. Ah, this I don't finish, one person. So what is that in the midst of 10,000 people? But for some reason, he knew what to do. And he was in control of the situation. But watch this, the Bible says he took it. Gazing, gazing. Look at that, gazing, gazing. The other translation said, look. Look is different from gazing. He gazed into the realm of answers and suddenly, the supernatural source came upon the letter that he had. And watch this. The Bible said, then, in the presence of his disciples. Not that he went, you know, magic shows. They, they cover one black curtain. <laughs> no, right there in the presence of his disciples, the Bible said, he broke off the pieces of bread and fish and kept giving more and more to each disciple to give to the crowd and it was what multiplying guess what before the eyes guess what you and i we first want to multiply it right did you notice that we first father that so when we look at the five we, we are waiting for the thing to continue to grow first but no he knew the source. And so he kept giving out. The little in his hand. He kept giving out. And he continued to multiply. He continued to multiply. Next line. I will show you something I never understood. As long as I've read this story until yesterday. So everyone ate until they were fed. That's everyone, right? Alright, watch this. And afterward, the disciples gathered up the leftovers. It came to exactly 12 baskets. This 12 here has a significance. But that's not my message. I kept adding. Why did the Bible have to tell us this story? He not only made the need, but he oversupplied. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. He did not only meet the need. When I talk about that God is a God of abundance, I know, say, we don't manage all our life first, so it's hard to believe. But everywhere you turn in the scripture, you see that God is a God of surplus. No wonder the Bible says, having all things, having sufficiency of all things at all times, you are able to abound to every work. So to desire to work in surplus is not sinful. Ladies and gentlemen. The Bible said after everybody ate and we are filled, they packed up 12 baskets left. Let me hear you say abundance. Over surplus. Hallelujah. Not meagerly. When it comes about the grace of God, it's surplus. The Bible talks about the, the cascading riches of his grace. The Bible says that his mercies never ceases. They are new every morning. Everything about God is surplus and abundant. And that is my reality and your reality in the name of Jesus. Who live in that reality. Not only will you meet the need, but you will have more than enough of everything. Somebody say amen. Let's turn that in the prayer briefly. Lift up your hands this way and, and pray. But I said, not only will I meet the need, but I will have more than enough of everything. Everything good, more than enough. I, I'm coming. Remember, this is an activation service. I'm coming into the realm of more than enough. 
more than enough of love, more than enough of grace, more than enough of money, more than enough of ideas, more than enough of everything that we will abound to every good work, just as the Father has called us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now, finally, let me show you this. We'll try to round up here. So, what are the key lessons that we learned from this? What are the key lessons that we're learning from this? If you write it, write this down. Number one, never be limited by only physical possibilities. That's the key lesson. Never, don't, don't be limited by what is only physically possible. Because, remember, every message is designed not to excite us. Excitement is good, but it's designed to change our mind. That's what every message is designed to do. Cause repentance. And when you think about your life, when I think about my life, I'm no longer limited by what the eyes can see alone. Because in this situation that we see, going by the physical limitation, that was it. There's nothing they could do. Jesus could have been so gracious to say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, you know, and dismiss everybody. He wouldn't be sinning. No, but he wanted to prove the love of God for them. So don't be limited by physical circumstance alone. So you learn how to look and gaze. And this look and gaze is in our awareness. It's in our consciousness. And let, let me tell you which one. This organ, when I tell you to meditate, when I tell you to listen to the word, don't think I'm too busy. I can do it. No. Because what happens is that the more your mind is continually changed, the more you are prepared to walk into situations and know what to do. It's not when you get into the fire, then you start, you start calling fire service. No. This is not a happenstance for Jesus. It was his life. Always knowing that. So when people are running up and down, running everywhere, you will tell them to be calm. Tell them to be calm. Relax. Because they, you, they cannot, they are worried because they cannot see what you see. But your eyes is going beyond them. And I say you will see in the name of Jesus. So please, in our lives, let this be a life lesson. There are some lessons that should be life lessons for us. That's, that's how the gospel transforms our life. That I will never be limited only by physical circumstance. When, when, a man, when somebody says, whether, and this applies to every area of our life. Because we have another source that men don't know about. They can teach you equations or man's knowledge in school. There's no school that teaches spiritual intelligence. Is that true? Hmm? So, we are not throwing away everything. Yeah, it's needed. But there's something more. I was just telling the children this morning before I came up here. I was just telling them that that thing you are saying is not wrong. Hmm? But don't forget, you have to go from primary one to primary two. Right? Uh -huh. We have to grow. We have to grow. We're trying to change some of the prayers they pray. And that's what we're trying to show them. And so, don't never ever be limited. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I know I'm speaking to somebody. Don't be limited by what you see around you. Don't be limited only. Because if you're limited, even your prayers is contained between that which you see. But there's something you will see. And the, the key lesson here is to be prepared, always. To be prepared inside of us as we listen over and over. The Holy Spirit is transforming what is going on inside your heart. The limitations are being cut out. And then you see yourself speaking different new words. And thinking about things differently. Because of time, let me go to the next one. I just told you the key lessons we learned here. Remember, we are talking about manifesting heaven, Jesus style. 
So the first one, we cannot be limited by what is all. And this, whether business, family, whatever, health, everything is the same thing. There's an idea that is mad. For example, for example, did you know that it was in the gospel first I started to see that aging is a disease? Hmm? Yeah. yeah, it was in the gospel first. Before I saw medical people now saying the same thing, right? Say that, no, everything we thought is wrong. That nobody dies because they are old. It's the complications, the diseases that has accumulated that kills people when they are older. Nobody dies. Hmm? I just saw a man. Okay, I, we used to give uh, foreign examples. So, the man, the Igbo man who founded Alaba International Market is 108 years old. Right? And I saw his video. They say he's dead. The man says, see me, I'm alive. He was standing. 108 in Nigeria. Not in America. 108, yes. Go and Google the video. You see it. He was telling them, say, look at me. Speaking correctly. Giving specific dates. He said it was in 1958 that I did a specific date. His memory complete. Physically complete. Physically. Tell you how he founded a labor market. Tell you. He said I still have the documents. He says. Go home today and go and check. The man who founded a labor market. I don't know the but if you find maybe you'll see. He was standing up and said look at me I'm strong. Say I don't go to hospital. Somebody say, hey, Amen. Listen, friends. The gospel is supposed to open my eyes to what is beyond this realm. That's another realm. Somebody say, hey, Amen. Amen. If we, God did not save you and I, so we become more religious. Mm -mm. No, no, no. He gave us a life. Don't forget. And that life is what we understand. That right now, most of the things that we thought, we need to be pushed beyond. It needs to be go. It needs to go beyond. And so, in every aspect of my life, I must learn how not to think only from what I have been seen. And don't forget, this is not emergency situation. This is something you cultivate over and over. Suddenly, your mind is being transformed. If there is anything else that everybody agrees on now, it is this: that the mind is the window that the body reads. So when you start saying to yourself, uh, ah, 70 now. In fact, if by the time you're 40, you're already seeing yourself with the staff. Because that's what you've seen around you. You have not seen something greater than that. That's what you've seen. Physically, that's what you've seen. So you are preparing. Your mind have gone there even before you got there. That is also how our mind can go to somewhere else. Somebody say Amen. You will get there in the name of Jesus. This, look up here, friends. This does not come by miracle. Miracle, I mean that. Boom, instantly. That's why they are African man. Why they should change us in church. This is a continuous transformation of your mind from within. Suddenly, suddenly, you wake up one morning, you just see things different. A new light just come. And look up there. When that happens, because it's personal, nothing and nobody can take it away from you. It's, it didn't come because the pastor said, no, it came because you have seen. The challenge is to see what we are seeing. Because everything we have seen is what we've been told. You saw your father got sick 
and old and die. His father saw his father like that. So we accepted that it's normal. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, look up. Look up. Punch somebody and say, neighbor, look up. Look up. You got to look up. Look up. Look up. Okay. Let's look at the second reason and then something else before we run up. Now, number two. Number two. Let's go to number two. There is always, key lesson, there is always something in your hand to multiply. <laughs> there is always, I think I've preached along this line before. Yes. There's always, thank you for remembering my brother. I have a witness in the house. Somebody say amen. There is always, let me hear you say, there's always something in my hand to multiply. No, say it like you, there is always something in my hand to multiply. Oh God, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. There's no way God leaves you and I completely empty-handed. It's not possible. There's always something in my hand and in your hand that God has given us and commanded us to multiply. There's nobody. It don't matter how young, old, where you were born or any of that. No, sir. Everybody created, educated, no, black, white, Jew, it doesn't matter. There is always something that God has given us in our hand. The problem of man is that many people never get to see that. And then what do we do? We keep running around trying to become like everybody. We keep trying to change careers, change this one. If they say today, the new one is to hunt squirrels, that's what is making money now. Then suddenly you see yourself with a gun in the bush. <laughs> How many of you know that our lives are not supposed to run that way? How many of you know that, right? Yes. They say now it's makeup. Everybody. It's, uh, see, since I was born, I've always wanted to be a makeup artist. Can I go and sit down? Who told you that? <laughs> so that's why when people talk to me now, I want to do this. I say, let's de escalate, let's peel the onion over. You want to be a lawyer. Why? Because you saw somebody wearing white and this and the week. You liked it. That's not good enough reason. No. That's why there are lawyers in Abuja. They are paying them 30,000 naira a month. You don't know? Lawyers in Abuja, 30,000 naira. Even less. I pay my security guys more than them. After other school. Then, after wearing that black and white wig, you now go and learn how to fry a car. <laughs> if you be frying a car at that time, maybe you don't become millionaire yourself. And they know say you go small school, so your own car will get sent. Somebody say amen. <laughs> your own car will get sent. My life is not supposed to be that way, friends. That I'm running around, changing careers, doing different, different things. That's an that's that's an indication of confusion right changing careers doing this doing that now let me tell you this let me tell you this i'm not also trying to limit you there there must be dementing hmm? there must be dementing there are different different things that can be done but everything is supporting that mental are you with me so far like we said last sunday there are people who's they will never be a preacher like myself but don't forget you and i have been called to make grass global that all men will see him because everything man is looking for is found in Christ. Is that true? Oh, you didn't know that before? Everything a man is looking for, it doesn't matter which angle they follow. It's Christ they're looking for. Why do people look for money? Why? Huh? Why do Have you ever eaten money before? Like you, you cook money and eat it. No, you look for money because of what money will buy you. Isn't that true? 
And those things money will buy you, it's not really that thing. Do you know when you eat food, what you're eating is not really the food, it's the sense of satisfaction you get. I hope you know that. Oh, by the way, I haven't watched the video. Maybe I'll go take a look at it. I've been informed that there are people who, they call them, what is that, Britterians, right? Britterians or stuff. People who are learning how to live without food and water, and they're not dying. Well, now go here. <laughs> what is impossible hmm, is what your mind has not seen, what you rejected. And so, listen to me. It doesn't matter what every man is looking for. Uh, Brother Charles was in my place uh, last week or so, and there were these people praying, bowing down and looking up. I asked him, you know what they're looking for, right? Yes. Doesn't matter which religion they face. Doesn't matter which career man takes. It's Christ they're looking for. Because at the end of all your hustling, what you're looking for is peace and joy. It doesn't matter whatever you do. You are looking for job. It is not job that you're looking for. You are doing business. It's not business that you're looking for. You are trying to get money. Isn't that true? But it is not also money that you are looking for. It is what money can eh, buy. And it is not also that thing money can buy that you are looking for. It is the sense that that thing gives to you. The sense of tranquility. And the sense of peace. So, for the world, peace and tranquility is at the end of their hustle. For us in Christ, the Bible says, for the kingdom of God is not the rules about what you eat and don't eat. It's about peace, joy. We are in the Holy Ghost. So what is at the end of the line for them is at the beginning of the line for us. God gives it to you. Perfect peace, the Bible said. Beyond every understanding. That's what we have. And that's what we rule. I say to men all the time. If you are trying to do something to get peace. You are deceived. If it's not here, you cannot give it. You cannot get married to have peace. Uh -uh. It is the peace that you have that you bring into the home. Because if you don't have peace, it doesn't matter how high your voice, your pitch of your prayer goes to. No, if you have fear inside of you, it is that fear that you are bringing into the home. No wonder the Bible calls him the prince of peace. But peace is not a thing, it's a person. That's all we look for. Praise God. God, time. Alright. There's something, always something in our hand to multiply. Don't forget this one. Don't forget. So, we're going to, when we finish up, we're going to start to pray today. This is the prayer you pray throughout this month as we go through. You know, the understanding, the seeing of that which is in your hand. Because we are called. In fact, we are, give me Genesis chapter uh, 1, 27 to 28. We are blessed to multiply. That is the commandment we have. Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27 and 28. Genesis chapter 1, please. Genesis chapter 1. You won't find that in TPT. Okay, I know that's why. <laughs> Look for another translation. NSB, anyone, just give me anyone. Okay, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created the male and the female. He created them. Next line. Then God blessed them. Somebody say, bless them. Let me hear you say, bless them. So they were not cursed, they were blessed, right? Now he blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and do what? Multiply. He didn't tell them to create. Have you noticed that? Eh? Have you noticed that? He didn't tell them to create. 
He told them to multiply. You can only multiply because you have something to multiply from. He didn't tell them to create. We are multipliers. We multiply what he has given to us. Even when you try to create something, no, you are not the creator. Somebody else is. He only gave you the idea. Did you know what I found? Did you notice that in Igbo language, we don't use the word for creator for anything else? Go and think. If you come from my place, I don't know what it sounds in your language. Chineke. That name, that's why I said, we all had a sense of God. All this drama about white people and stuff like that. Talk about that one another day. They call him Chineke, the God that creates. That's the literal translation. The one that creates. We make things. But that's all multiplication. Because that's the commanded blessing on us. To multiply. But don't forget, to multiply, you have to have something. This is a proof that in my hand is something to multiply. Somebody say amen. You will see it in the name of Jesus. You will see it. You will see it. But as you see, you multiply. Whether it's a gift. Whether it's a talent. Whether it's something you have on your hand. There's always something. And he said, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. But don't forget, the commanded blessing is to multiply. Not to be fruitful. Fruitful means there's a fruit. We are fruitful. We are supposed to be fruitful in our lives. And multiply. And so the question is, what are you multiplying, friends? Those are the, those are the things those are the self-evaluations we got to do. Are you multiplying fear? Are you multiplying hate? Or are you multiplying peace? Huh? I was just sharing with them this morning. I, I, I wish a lot of people were here. We, we had a combined business. Uh, I was just sharing with them. Concerning this country. Concerning what's going on in this country. You know? You can join them. And earn your seat. In the complain National Complainers Association of Nigeria, and you are seat, become their chairman, self. Become their chairman. Friends, we never say that there are no challenges. We never say that. But there are those who complain. There are those who finance us. And that's why you are here, friends. Let them complain. At least we know. If you find something else, come back and correct me. That complaint never brings a solution. You will get more headache. You get more frustrated. Your energy zapped. You get more confused and depressed in the place of complaining. No. When God saw darkness, he said, let there be light. And that's who we are, friends. There's no, look up, there's no other place to demonstrate this gospel if not in this country, actually. Yes. But there are many things that need solutions. Let them complain. You know what Jesus used to do? He separated himself. You separate yourself. As they're complaining. Sometimes don't talk. Because there are some places that don't talk. Because those people, they, just, they don't have sense. So, I was, <laughs> I was telling them today, I said, when people come to me now for prayer, I'll put my two hands. Receive sense in Jesus' name. Receive sense. Yes. Receive sense. Just receive sense. Say, Pastor, that's all your that's all your prayer. That's all your Pastor. I, I saw myself in the dream. One Lord, one dog with three legs was pushing me. I was a receive sense. Receive sense. 
Because you know why? You know why? If you receive sense, you go back to the dream. I said, dog, come, come. <laughs> come. Now you go run away from me. Somebody say amen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we should pray for people to receive sense. Amen. Let's celebrate Jesus. Amen. Receive sense. Let them to receive sense. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We receive sense. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't let your mind go from here. And are we receiving sense today? Yes, yes, yes. There is something in your hand, friends. Always. Always. There's always something that God has given to you and I. And the only commanded blessing I have is to multiply that which is in my hand. Why is multiplication important? So that it will meet other people's needs. When you multiply it, no matter whichever industry, no matter whichever sector, as you begin to multiply, it serves more people. It reaches more people over and over. That means that which God has put in your hand is not a blessing to other people. Because it's in you that God will reach them. Even this glorious gospel, God does not send angels to preach it. He puts it in the mouth of men. So the question I ask myself, I preach this gospel, Lord. And, and this is where we consider our prayer. Lord, I, I, I can't multiply. That's what you commanded me to do. That's what my focus is. Let the complainers complain. You don't belong to that place. I don't. You don't belong. Look up here. I was telling them this morning. Sometimes it's difficult because we already we are used to that. When you catch yourself, just catch yourself. I say no, 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 no. That that's not. I have ported. I don't port. I have swapped my SIM card. If you join them, catch yourself. Excuse me. Go somewhere else. Don't let them poison your mind. I was telling. I've, I think I've shared this here before. I was coming back to this country. And a guy picked me up from the airport. I made a big mistake. I asked the guy, how the country be now? That one looks like he's the Secretary General of Complainers Association of Nigeria. He must have a position. It's like I opened a tap. And the guy began to talk. Sir, he spoke from the airport all the way to City Gate here. If I had a private jet, I would have gone back. I kid you not. I was so depressed. Say, what, what did they even come back here not to do? Eh? <laughs> this one, he talked about this, he talked about this, and then suddenly a light came. I said to him, I said, sir, well, can I ask you this question? He said, since I was born in this country, my eyes opened. Have we ever had a good leader? Hmm? Has there been a time in this country we say, ah, wow, this is Nigeria now has the best presence in the world? Has it happened before? Has there been any time in this country we say, ah, everything is good now? Hallelujah. Has it ever happened before? Are people surviving in it? Are people growing in it? Be the one that grows. That's what I'm talking about. Be the one that grows. Be the one that grows. Let them complain. Let them do their complaint. And this is how we need to raise our children. Still, this is over and over. Tell them, yes, let, we are the one that grows. We are the one that finds answers. We are the one that finds solutions because the answers is already in our hands. No one here that's not gifted. There's no one here that God has not given something in your hand. What you need to do is to see it and multiply. Somebody say it loud, amen. Don't forget, that's what that is. Finally, and this is where we are in. Finally. Finally. Number three. We must focus on what we have. You must focus. Focus on what you have. I just told you now. 
that there's something in our hands, something all of us have. It's not what the one what the world has conditioned you into. Mm -mm. There's something you have, and your eye will see it in the name of Jesus. That's my prayer for you today. I told you this is an activation service that you bring. We bring down heaven. What I'm talking about is that that God stamped you. The Bible said that we're people of destiny. That even before we are born, He has given us a destiny. And that destiny is that you and I will fulfill the plan of God. For you to do that, you have to have something. So that's how I know that no man is brought here empty. If we see that and focus on it, focus on what we have. Okay? There's always going to be something that you don't have somewhere. And that's where the spirit of complaining. Let me follow them now and call it spirit. In fact, it's actually a spirit because it can take a life of its own. You know, even when you see something, have you noticed some people? Even when you see something good, they complain about that thing. Have you noticed that? If you say this government is doing good, you say, ah, what about the next one that's coming? <laughs> you say there's light now. Say, they will soon take it. <laughs> Bad spirit. <laughs> Run away from such people. <laughs> they are poisoning you. Run away from them. We didn't say that there are no problems or challenges. But don't forget. Anything that you see working in a country, there was a time it was not working. It took somebody. Somebody. God didn't come down from heaven. No, he trusted the people that he has put in here. To say, this is not working, but it can work. And don't forget, there's a supernatural power that is standing behind you. So it doesn't matter what you have. The way of the world is first. You want to first have plenty. Isn't that true? If we wanted to feed these people, we will first pray for bread to fall from heaven, stack up, and then we're not going to be picking and be giving. But watch this. Once he took what was in his hand and put it at the right place, he started to multiply. Over and over. Over and over. Over and over. No gift is little. No grace is inferior. No grace is inferior. Mine is not better than yours. None is inferior. All of them I use. What we're saying is that if I focus on that which is in my hands, that he has put in my hands, and then begin to give it out. Watch that. Maybe one person. Right? Have you noticed most of the successful business businesses are the ones that grew from level to level? Your dream is to serve the whole world. But you first start serving those work around you. You know you have it in you to speak to people and calm down their mind. You don't go and start a website first or Twitter account. But you look at those around you who need that and begin to give it out to them. You will see how it will multiply. Praise God. I just give a basic example. But it's the same spirit. It's the same thing anyway. How much do you have? How much I have in my hand? What do I have right now in my accounts? What money do I have? What influence do I have? When my heart is connected to him, and I start to look at it in this way, you see that things will begin to multiply. It's not the power of man. It doesn't have to follow the wisdom of man. But there's a wisdom of the above. Friends, all of us here, there are places and things we don't have. Is that true? But you cannot focus on that. Because God is wise. He has given you something that we need to focus on. We focus on that and focus on it 
and start to give it out like he gave out to his disciples. He gave out. He came to multiply. He will never run out. He will never run out. Don't forget the source is God. He will never run out. You give more and more and more. Is it a service? Is it a product? Is it whatever it is? You give out more and more and more. The more you do, the more you learn, the more you grow, the more it multiplies. Thank you, Jesus. Have you been blessed today? Are you sure? Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Lord, let's all stand to our feet, everyone. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just say thank you, Father. If you, if you are blessed this morning, just say thank you, Father. Let's just give you, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Let's just worship Him first. Lord, we give you the praise, we give you the glory, Jesus. We worship you, thank you, for you have gifted us. You have given us gifts in our hands to multiply. Thank you. Let's just celebrate him for all that he has given you already. Let's just celebrate him for all that he has given you already. Let's just thank him for what he has given you already. Just what he has given you already. Just say, Father, thank you. Don't forget, he took that which was in his hand and he said thank you. Let's just say thank you this, this morning. Whether you know what it is now or not, but just believe that he has given you something and say thank you for this gift that I have. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for this grace that I have. Thank you. Thank you for this grace in my hand. Thank you for this gift that I have and thank you. Let's worship him for this grace that we have in our hand, for this gift that we have every opportunity that he has given to us. The help that we have is a gift. The grace to stand and talk is a gift. It's a grace. Let's just say thank you, Father. Lord, this house this morning, this house this morning, we are grateful. We are grateful for everything that you have gifted us with. Everything that's in our hands. We give you all of the praise. We give you all of the glory. Thank you, precious Father. We exalt you, Lord. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. I'm going to pray now for everyone here. And what this prayer is supposed to do is to help you see what you have not seen. So help you understand what you need to understand. It's going to be a release of understanding of grace sight and some of you will come into the kind of money that you have never touched before thank you precious jesus let's go father i pray i pray lord as jesus would have prayed i pray over your people over your sons this morning that we come in agreement father decree all over this house that which is in our hands we will see in the name of Jesus. And I pray a prayer of activation over every hand here, over everyone. Let that which is in us be activated now in the name of Jesus. And I cause all to multiply and to grow. The wisdom we need, the friends that we need, the contacts that we need, the open doors that we need, everything that we require to multiply, that what we have will serve millions, will serve nations. 
Lord, we receive right now in the name of Jesus. And those who are already in their place, those who are already in their place, I pray a prayer of multiplication. The commanded blessing that is in them is ever activated. If they are serving one customer, they will serve ten. If they are serving ten, they will serve hundreds. If they are serving hundreds, they will serve thousands. If they are serving thousands, they will serve millions. In the name of Jesus. Every hand here, I call on you to multiply, to multiply, to multiply in the name of Jesus. Whatever hits your hand, the crisis in your hand, the understandings that you have, I cause them this hour, just as Jesus would have done, to continue to multiply. Your hands will feel they will feed nations. Your hand will feed communities. Your gift shall continue to bless humanity. The, the, the solutions that God needs to bring on earth, those solutions will be your inspirations. In the name of Jesus. As you go, you will hear. As you sit, you will hear. Your ear is never open to hear more than you have heard before. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, my Lord and my King. I give you all the praise. And I give you all the glory. And from everyone who is part of this meeting today, I know that from this moment on, you are light of this world. And those lights will shine and nothing can stop it. Your name will bring hope to people. Your name will be solution to people. What you will do will save lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. You are God's ambassadors, and I declare you to be so. That you will speak as one, act like one, and think like one. Thank you, precious Father. And all the resources you will ever need, I call it forth to come into your hands. In the name of Jesus. We receive them and manifest them. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. In you, people will be healed. Incurable disease is healed. In the name of Jesus. And you will know it's God because your answers will be simple. Very simplified. That men would be drawn unto you. You will be a hope to many. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. We give you all the praise, Lord. And we give you all the glory. For in Jesus' name we have received. Come on, let's celebrate him all over this house. If you receive, you celebrate him. You celebrate him. Oh, we celebrate him. We celebrate him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise. Bring it down, friends. Bring it down, friends. You may be seated. Take your seat. Take your seat. Amen. Yeah, and please, uh, this, by the grace of God, this message should be out this evening on the WhatsApp group and those who are in my broadcast days. These are the ones you play and you let it just listen, play over in the background over and over.